רק אני מקשר את מי לכל הצדיקים האמיתיים שבתוכנו, וכל הצדיקים האמיתיים שאוכני עפר קדושים אשר בארץ המה, ובכלל לרבנו הקדוש. צדיק יסוד עולם נחל נובע מכל חוכמה, רבנו נחמן נפגן. נע נח נחמן נחמן מאומן זכותם תגן עלינו על כל ישראל אמן. ודעת השם, today we are continuing with Torah, נ"ד, Torah 54, we stopped at עוד ג' section 3, and that's where we will start today. והמון עם, and the common people, שאין להם זה השכל להעמיק בכל זה. That they do not have the intellect to, to go deep within all these matters that we talked about. To understand these hints. As we saw above, those hints that God sends a person within the within the within the thought, speech, and action that exists for each and every day. That is unique to each and every day. A person who doesn't have the mind to, to delve into these hints that God is sending him. All this happens to them automatically. Through Shana, through sleep, Tzitzit, through the Mitzvah Tzitzit, through the Mitzvah Tzilin, the Torah, studying of Torah, Tzfilah, Masamatan, and business. So we're going to see here, Rabbeinu explains all these aspects now. How all of these things, these examples, is able, um, whenever a person engages with all these Mitzvot and what we just saw, um, all these hints and all these things that we just explained, This ormale, this light that is occurring, that is being um, bestowed upon the person, this unification that happened within Tzadik and Knesset Yisrael, etc. All this stuff is occurring automatically when a person does these mitzvot. Why for sleep is the aspect of binding one's thought to the world to come, in, gen- in, in general, with generality. Not in specificity, but generally. Bechinat Hashem Elokai Hanan. In the aspect of what we saw earlier, Hashem Elokai Hashem, my God, Hanan. This is the aspect of binding one's thought to the world to come. For why? When a person sleeps, the soul ascends to the world to come. As we know, in the Zohar, Parashat Lech Lecha, Daf Pe Gimel Amud Aleph over there. The mitzvot of tzitzit and tefillin are the aspect of gadat me'od, you are very great. For tefillin represent the greatening and the broadening of this intellect, as we saw above. For tefillin represent the mentality that is known. And what is the idea of the mentalities? Meaning the greatening of the mind and the intellect to understand all the hints that God is hinting to a person every single day. This is tefillin. Tefillin greatens the mind. And what is the mind? The mind is used to understand these hints. The tzitzit though represents the tzimtzum, the constriction of God's infinite light. Which represents the word gadat. So we see that tefillin represents gadalta, but tzitzit represents me'od. What's me'od? As we saw above, me'od is constriction. Which represents Sitra Desmala, the left side, as we saw in the Zohar. Why? For the Tchelet, the blue thread on the Tzitzit, is Kuch Sayad Edina, the throne of judgment. As we see in the Zohar, Shlach Lecha, Taf Kuf Einhe. And what is the throne of judgment? This represents Simtum, constriction. Why? For constriction represents Din, the side of Din, which is the left side. And this is why a person puts tzitzit before he wraps his tzitzit. His left hand under my head. And then afterwards it finishes on the, off in the verse. With his right hand he embraces me. So we see in the verse. 
His left hand is under my head, and with his right hand he embraces me. So we see the left comes before the right. The constriction comes before the greatening and the broadening of the mind. For the left represents judgment. For the left represents judgment, constriction, the tzitzit that we saw. And the right represents the mentalities, the aspect of tzitzit as we saw above. The Torah is the aspect of his tzitzit contentment. For the Torah represents this aspect of the tree of life. How do we know this? It represents the tree of life, as we know according to the Zohar and Parashat Bereshit, Dafchaf Rav Amut Aleph over there. Um, and we know in the Torah is called Etz Chaim in the Mishle, in Mishle chapter three verse eighteen that we see why is the Torah called Etz Chaim that it contains sustenance for all. Meaning each and every person has all he needs from the Torah. All that is sufficient for him is within the Torah. So we see that the Torah is an aspect of his tapkut contentment. With the Torah, that's all you need. Nimta we find that the Torah represents his tapkut contentment, sufficiency. And also within the study of Torah in itself, there's this concept of contentment. As we see in the Gemara, sorry, the theme, Pirkei Avot, in the Mishnah, The work is not yours to finish. It's not your responsibility to finish it. Meaning, the study of Torah is this aspect of contentment. And even those simple common people that are not able to study, they are able to fulfill the Torah. They're able to fulfill the mitzvah, being involved with the Torah, when they just read Kriyat Shema. Over there, that reading the Shema is the minimum involvement of um, fulfillment of the mitzvah of uh, engaging with the Torah. So we see here that even with the Torah, there's contentment, but just the common people, they're able just to do this with Kriyat Shema. That it's not on you to finish it, it's not on you to finish everything. The Torah with the, uh, with the Torah there's sufficiency. And prayer represents what we say the majesty and the splendor. For Tfila is the Chayesha'a, the transient life. Why for Tfila represents what uh, we see in the verse that the earth is my footstool, the aspect of the feet of holiness which are enclosed within this world. Um, and Masa Matan is the aspect of Nortesh Shaman Kariya Hanan, as we saw above, that God stretched out the heavens like a curtain. Why this is the unification between the Tzadik and the gathering of Israel? For the tzaddik and Knesset Israel and Shrina are the aspect of Masa Matan, business dealings. Masa, sorry. The tzaddik is called Masa, the carrier. For he carries the world. As the, the nurse carries the infant. As you see in the Bamidbar chapter 11, that the tzaddik is compared to this nurse who is able to hold and to, to, to carry the infant. He carries all the blessings. The blessings are at the head of the tzaddik. And it also says in Tehidim, chapter 24, he raises blessing from, from God. 
So we see this concept of Yisa, um, this concept of Yisa, he carries all the brachot, Yisa, just like the nurse carries the infant, the tzaddik is Yisa, this concept of carrying. He carries the world. He also carries a drop of seed of all the souls. All the souls in the aspect of what it says in Tehilim, carrying a measure of seed. So we see this concept by the tzaddik that we know that he's Yisa Beracha, he raises blessing from Me'et Hashem. That the tzaddik who has the blessings because it's in Mishle, the blessings are by the head of the tzaddik. Where does he bless, receive the blessing? Yisa Beracha, he raises the blessing. So we see that Yisa is also the concept of tzaddik, and we see Nose from the same word Yisa, the same root, that he's able to carry the measure of seed. So we see that the seed the tzaddik carries as well. He's able to influx to give the shefa of this seed to Knesset Israel. And then the Knesset Israel, the Shekinah, gives it to the entire world. This is why the Knesset Israel, the Shekinah, is called Matan, giving. We see that the Masa Matan, which means give and take. This aspect of business dealings, the carrying and the giving. Which is what business dealing? Masa matan, masa the tzaddik matan the knesset Israel. Al shem etiten terel levetah bechok nenaroteh. For the fact that what did it say? Vatiten terel levetah. She provides food for her household bechok nenaroteh, and a daily portion for her maidens. We see that this aspect of giving, uh, the giving we know is knesset Israel. Why? For she gives the shefa to the entire world. The tzaddik gives it to her, and she gives it to the entire world. As we see in the verse Vati 10, and she gives, she reference to Knesset Israel. And we see that this unification of the Tzaddik and Knesset Israel occurs through business dealings. Why? For every single thing in the world has sparks of holiness that fell at the time whenever the, shat- the vessels shattered, as we see in the beginning of creation, as we brought in the Etz Chaim, in the writing of the Ari Akadosh. This concept of this light that shattered and sunk all the way down. And this breaking, this shattering, is when the aspect of these letters that broke and fell into every single matter within this world. Every single thing. And every single thing has its time, its sha'a, its moment. Look in Pirkei Avot. Um, I think it's in Pirkei Dalet over the over um, there. Um, and a person must come at this time to that specific person. To that person who shares the same root with those sparks in that thing. And when this thing reaches that specific person, and this person is receiving life force from that thing, why? For the person shares that root with the sparks within that matter. Meaning, the person is receiving life force from within that thing, meaning from the letters that are broken that exist within that matter. Through this, all those letters which have been broken are encompassed within this person, within his life force, within his vitality. And then these letters, which were Nitzoto that have fallen, now are able to complete him into a complete entity. And these letters spread out into the life force of the entire body. And through these, the letters are now complete. Why? For they have encountered the man which they have been waiting for. And now they are perfect. But this 
um, thing must stay by this person in order for him to use it. Until those letters and those sparks terminate and are done. Until those letters and those sparks that are associated with his root are terminated and are finished. And then those sparks and those letters, that thing goes from the the possession of this person to another one. The time. That the time has come for the letters that exist within that thing to ascend. Um, that are from the same root as, this, as, a, as a different person. And this is why it goes out from this person's possession to the next person to encounter the other man. So that the Nitzotot still within that thing um, can be raised with that other person. And sometimes that thing comes back to the person. That it was at initially. Because for the fact that this person did not possess components of the nefesh, ruach, and neshama, those three levels of the soul that relate to the letters, he was not able to complete these letters until those portions of the nefesh, ruach, and neshama that are applicable and relate to those letters have now reached him. That through those portions of the nefesh, ruach, and neshama, he is able to complete those letters which remain within that vessel, within that matter. And meanwhile, what do they do that matter before, while it's waiting for this person to attain the nefesh, ruach, and neshama? It's um, forced to go wait by another person so that the other person can do tikkun while this man is receiving his neshamot. And when these letters are complete, what happens in illumination from the nefesh, ruach, and neshama within him is added. Because of the fact of the illumination of these letters. Um, so we see that these letters are able to give an illumination to the nefesh, ruach, and neshama within this person. These letters give off light, give forth light to this person. They give forth light to this person. Um, because the fact of this light, this illumination within these letters that have reached this person and now been completed. And through this illumination, now this illumination is able to shine into the root of the nefesh ruach and shama within that person. Which is with the tzaddik and the knesset Israel. As we saw above, that the tzaddik holds the tipa, the drop of seed, or the neshamot of every single um, neshama, and the knesset Israel as well also possesses that. So you see the tzaddik possesses also that neshama of this person. So we see also not only that, not only does the person receive not only the person who has now the nefesh ruach and shema, which was now able to complete those letters, not only did that person who has these three aspects of the soul receive an illumination into his soul from those letters, but also the tzaddik who also has rooted within him that soul, that person, also has an illumination. And through the shining of these letters and this, these souls coming together, the tzaddik and the Yisrael are unified. This is called Masamatan business. Masa, the tzaddik, comes together with Matan, Knesset Yisrael. This is why 
we call buying and selling and all things and all study are called we call this business through study and all these other things etc um the tzaddik and Knesset Yisrael are unified, as we see in the verse, Masam Matan represents this unification. And Ichayim Masam Matan, that this unification is what we call Masam Matan business. Masa raising or Matan giving. So now Rabbeinu just talked about these awesome rectifications that one is able to accomplish when he's able to do these mitzvot, etc., etc., this unification between the Sadiq and the Shrin and the Knesset Israel, etc. Through this Limut Torah, through this Tzidin, through this Tzitzit, etc., etc., as we just talked about. But now we add another layer to this lesson. Abenu teaches us that in order to guard this memory that we're talking about, one must guard himself from not falling into what we call the aspect of Ra'ain, the evil eye. Livrinat Mitatale, this is what we call the demise, the death of the heart. For the main aspect of memory is dependent upon the eyes, or on the eye, it says in Shemot, with regard to the Tfilin, that they will be a memory, um, um, a memory between the eyes. So we see that Tfilin is the aspect of memory, but not only that, what Rabbeinu is trying to prove to us here is that memory depend on the eyes. As we see, Zikaron that memory is placed between the eyes. So we see that memory is dependent upon the Ainaim, the eyes. So a person must guard his eyes, which is what? Not fall into Ra'ain, evil, the evil eye. Which is what we call the demise of the heart. So now Rabbeinu is going to prove to us why it's called the demise of the heart. Why for forgetfulness comes from the evil eye. So we see that when a person has asked the forgetfulness, meaning he doesn't think about the world to come. He doesn't think about his purpose. He falls into the aspect of evil eye. Through the demise of the heart. That the evil eye comes about through the demise of the heart. And then the evil eye causes this forgetfulness. How do we know the evil eye comes through the demise of the heart? I am forgotten from the heart like the dead. Why for the evil eye and the death of the heart are one aspect. That the seeing of the eyes is dependent um, is dependent upon the heart. The eyes depend upon the heart. So we see the death of the heart is this aspect of almost this evil eye of this evil eye. It's the same idea, which then causes forgetfulness and this lack of memory. This is why Naval, who had the evil eye. Neymar Bo had said about him in Shmuel Aleph by Amotli Bo that his heart died from within him. So we see why? Because he had an evil eye and we said the evil eye and the heart, the death of the heart are one idea. And we see that it says about Naval that because he had the evil eye, he had a, de- a dead heart. And the death of the heart is what we call the Shivre Aluchot, the broken Luchot. The heart represents the Luchot as it says in the verse Inscribe them on the tablet of your heart. And forgetfulness comes through the broken luchot. As the Chachamim say, Since the 
So we see that the heart represents the luchot. Why it says luach libecha, the tablets of your heart. So we see luach represents luchot, the luchot of your heart. And where does forgetfulness come from? The broken luchot. As the Chachamim say in the Gemara Erovin, if we are not broken the first luchot, if the first luchot are not broken, forgetfulness would never have existed in the world, which means that once the luchot were broken, then forgetfulness was brought into the world. We find that the essence of forgetfulness comes through the evil eye, which represents the death of the heart, which as we saw, represents the broken luchot. Why? For a dead heart, or a broken heart, this concept of the heart, has to do with the luchot, as we say, luach libecha, and broken, a dead heart represents broken luchot. And from the broken luchot stems the essence of forgetfulness. Look at awesome what Rabbi was teaching us. And we continue, and Avshalom, the son of David, that he had an evil eye. He saw his father's kingship. He saw David's kingship with an evil eye. It says about Avshalom, the death of the heart. And he took three darts in his hand and he drove them into the heart of Avshalom. This is when Avshalom is killed. He's killed with the three darts that are plunged into his heart. So why? So we see the heart of Avshalom is broken. This is why Avshalom had no male offspring. Why for the blemish in memory comes to an evil eye. And this is what Avshalom had, an evil eye for David's kingship. And David Amelech, upon him be peace, fled his kingship because of Avshalom. He fled from his kingdom because of Avshalom. And Shimi ben Gera cursed David and he said, Perhaps God will look into my eye. He says, my eye specifically. Um, because one who sees that he has fallen under the evil eye. David Amenach says this about himself. Perhaps God will look into my eyes. We see that David was concerned. One who falls into the asset of the evil eye. If, he's not, if he feels that he's not able to stand against and to withstand this test. To, st- to save himself from the evil eye, we must run away from it, to flee from it. But one who's able to stand forth and to rectify the evil eye, then he must rectify. A person must see the nature of this evil eye. That a person must know the root that he must rectify within it through the evil eye. For there are many levels of the evil eye. And when a person falls into the evil eye of pride, authority, when he views his friend's success with an evil eye, a person must subdue um, the evil eye within the root of pride. What's the root of pride? Within the root of kingship, which represents Mashiach. And Mashiach is the root of kingship. He grants power to his king. He raises the horn of his Mashiach. So we see that the Malko and Meshicho are one idea. That the Melech Mashiach, that the Mashiach has this aspect of kingship. So we see a person must subdue when he sees that he has an um, um, evil eye with regard to Hitna Seud, pride. That he must subdue this concept of Malchut, which is the concept of Mashiach. Uh, he must rectify this concept of Malchut, 
um, and to subdue the root of this pride. This represents the good eye. And Mashiach also represents the good eye. Why? For the Mashiach is the rectification of this evil pride, of this evil eye of pride. How do we know this? Mashiach represents the good eye. Malchut represents the good eye. It says in Shmon Aleph. He had beautiful eyes, and good vision. And the Imam David, which is said about David, and we know David is the aspect of the Mashiach. From him, the Mashiach stems. So we see David had Yafit and I in beautiful eyes. He had Tov Ayn, good eye. He was far from this concept of evil eye. So we see that the concept of the Mashiach is this rectification for the evil eye of pride. So Hashem, you have the merit to subdue this evil eye and uh, Bezrat Hashem enter into this realm of memory, Zikaron.